welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What is going on, folks? Welcome to the program on this Monday. An absolute delight to have your company. We are really just this show away from being on our way up to the RSM Classic, driving up the coast into Georgia, and so excited to be on site all week with everyone from the RSM Classic, all of our friends up there. We've been doing it for years, and I'm, and I'm really looking forward to getting back there with everybody again. Looking forward to sharing with you what took place in the world of golf. Let's start with the victory by Nelly Corda. Uh, it was unbelievable what took place. And, and I say that in the context of part of it was unbelievable in fairness with the fact that here was Nelly in the final stages taking a triple bogey. Here was Lexi Thompson missing putts that seemingly, I know I know she has a tendency to, so I, I can't say that they're putts that she never misses because they are, but she missed them at a time that was critical in the match. The fact that Lydia Co closed the way that she did, all said and done when it was done in the playoff, it was Nellie Corda making a birdie putt that was absolutely beautiful, obviously wrought with joy. Here is Nellie Corda in reaction to what was. Yeah, I mean, um, kind of got unlucky that it went all the way down. I honestly had no shot. Um, it was, I like looked at it and I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> have fun, Nellie. <laughs> um, but I kind of, honestly, I lost hope. I was like, okay, like, just try to make a solid par. 18's a really tough hole. Um, you know, if you have a chance for birdie, then try and go after it. But my caddy really kept me in my head in in the moment, and um, I didn't give up, and thank God I didn't. What did Jason say to you? Um, to think positive thoughts. <laughs> he was like, I want you to take this one minute and just think positive thoughts, no negativity. Honestly, I wasn't that nervous over the first one for birdie. Um, I was just like, okay, like, you know, just try to give it your best shot and see what happens. I mean, Lexi still had, I think, a four or five footer. I mean, they're not easy, the left riders, but I was just, just kind of, honestly, I was just pretty happy with the putt I had and I um, just try to keep it really light I wasn't that nervous, and I was just like, okay, just try to whack it in there. <laughs> that was my kind of demeanor going into that one. And then in the playoff, I had kind of the same putt, maybe a little bit more to the right. It was a little straighter, and I think a little further away. And I knew that it was breaking left to right, and I just picked a spot in the green and rolled it over it. It doesn't even feel like a season. I feel like it's like two seasons. Hmm. I feel like the Lake Nona was like a couple of years ago now. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I took a couple of breaks after Solheim, so I was never really in the flow of like competition golf. Hmm. So I didn't really expect much going into this week. I guess that should be my attitude every week and just kind of have fun out there. Um, I tried to take the demeanor of like, okay, if I missed a putt, which... I'll, 
there were a lot <laughs> this week um, just to kind of shake it off and see if I can do it the next hole. So I just try to keep it really light and easy because I haven't played in a while and there were expectations. There was a lot of talk and my body definitely needed the break. So I'm happy that I did take it and golf, it's, it's crazy sport sometimes. People keep forgetting that I won a major. <laughs> I swear, people mention my gold medal, which obviously is so meaningful. It comes every four years, you know, but um, winning a major, getting to world number one and winning a gold medal and on top of it, winning three other events, it's, it's been crazy. Um, I've put in a lot of work, but mentally being in these positions and playing week in, week out under the pressure um, definitely takes a toll on you. So I was very happy to take a couple weeks off and to kind of get back on the ground and, you know, enjoy life a little bit, just be mellow. Um, but, yeah, this, this year has been crazy. Yeah, I think it's been crazy for everybody, but it's been crazy enough for Nelly Corda that was the victory in playoff yesterday at the Pelican enough to secure player of the year status for her on the LPGA. Remember, there is the concluding event coming up. So we'll get to that. In fact, when we get to that, let's let's uh, talk about Lydia Ko for a second because obviously Lydia Ko has found some great form again working with Sean Foley. She finished in a tie for second on 17 under par. That's because she was part of that playoff. And she talked about a, a couple of different things that I thought were of interest, which is why I'm grabbing this sound now. One was the play that she had this week, which clearly was good enough to get her into a playoff. But then she spoke about her immediate schedule ahead. Yeah, I played really solid this week. Um, I think my ball striking overall was really good. Uh, you know, I felt like I left a lot of putts out there. But you know, this is a really tricky golf course, um, especially on the greens. And um, you know, I feel like a lot of the distance putts that normally you would think are pretty good birdie range. You know, you're looking at it double looking at it you know looking at it again and again and maybe I looked at it too many times um, you know it, you know a few times but it's it's hard you know you've got three four footers and you know you're playing like a cup of break and it still misses low uh, but overall I played solid um, you know hopefully I better keep the positives from this week going into next week and you know hope for a few more putts to drop. I've got a board meeting tomorrow, so um, I'll be doing that in the afternoon. Um, but other than that, yeah, you know, take it easy. Uh, Tiburon, I think it's a golf course where you can go, go low, but at the same time, it can get away from you as well. So, you know, just trying to get my strategy. Um, you know, the weather looked pretty similar to this week, so I think that's nice that, you know, there's not a huge change in temperature. But other than that, you know, just going to enjoy it and uh, see. Um, what the week uh, ahead is going to be like. Yeah, that week ahead is upon us. And what she was talking about was heading down the coast of Florida to Tiburon. Another that will be doing the same, obviously, is Brooke Henderson. And Brooke finished three shots back of that playoff. She spoke, too, about the performance that was, the week that was, and what she is looking for, she says, next week. But again, next week is right now. 
Uh, yeah, it was a really nice week, and it's nice to finish off well today. I uh, made a lot of birdies, and it got really tough there on the back nine with strong gusts of wind. So, you know, happy to shoot 500 today and climb up the leaderboard, and I, hopefully it's a good sign for next week. Um, it's actually kind of nice because I had about a month off after Founders Cup, um, so I feel, you know, well-rested um, and ready to go. And also, you know, next week is kind of like a home game for me. Uh, I get to sleep in my own bed, which is great, so I'm really looking forward to it. Cool. We're really looking forward to it, too. And I'm going to be giving you some air times. Remember, we're on with you all week this week. Now, this time of year, as you guys know, is the time of year when we start to slow down. It's a time of year where we start to work on burning questions. We start to work on equipment. We start to work on any upgrades that may be necessary in the studio, all in anticipation with what lies in store for 2022, which we haven't announced to the world yet, but we are super excited about when we'll get an opportunity to do such because there are some huge plans. I was going to say not plans makes it sound like it's theory. It, this is going to happen. It's already in place. And I, we cannot wait to share with you guys. If you follow us or subscribe to us to use the proper vernacular on YouTube, you're going to get the news first. We're going to release it to our constituency there first. So you know what is going on and what we're doing. And we're super excited about everything that lies in store of all that stuff that we heard from the LPGA from the Pelican women's championship. First of all, I don't know about you guys, but I was watching that, and I want to play that golf course now. Uh, does that happen to you a lot when you see a golf course for the first time and the professionals play it? And you go, wow, that looks really cool. That 18th hole looked brutal. Uh, it's a couple hours away at most with traffic from, from where we're broadcasting right now, so I'd love to get over there. But the thing that moved me the most, the thing that I loved the most, was when they asked Nelly about her caddy. His name is Jason, and it was what advice he gave after the triple. And he said, I'm quoting her, quoting him. Take this one minute and think positive thoughts, no negativity, end quote. And Dominic, I think maybe we should get you that tattoo. Was that a shot? A shot across <laughs> the bow immediately? Five minutes into the Monday show, give me crap about being negative? I'm I just a, think it's a great, great quote. I'm a positive person, most of the time. Positively negative, yes. Once a week. <laughs> So it was such an incredible weekend of golf. I mean, obviously with everything else that was going on too with the football, I'm sure you guys were watching. I thought the the game in Green Bay with the snow falling was incredible. I mean, what is it? The 14th of November yesterday was when that snow was falling. Today, the 15th of November as we get ready uh, for the conclusion on the LPGA. But the LPGA wasn't the only golf that was compelling. It was on the PGA Tour as well, and it very much was in the conclusion of the PGA Tour champions because of Bernhard Langer at 64 years old and because of a guy that just matched records of the likes of Jack Nicholas uh, winning four times in his first six outings and Phil Mickelson. We're going to hear from all those guys too. PGA Tour Superstore is a presenting sponsor of the Fairways of Life show and they are continuing down the road with us and we are so proud of that fact because they are the number one golf retailer in America and we love to align ourselves with the very best. They are the very best because of the big, beautiful stores, nearly 50 of them around the country. And when they open number 5-0, we will be broadcasting live from there as well. Uh, and the fact that they're staffed by professionals, true professionals, people who are as vested in you getting exactly what you want and need for your game of golf, that you find joy in what you're buying, uh, is as important to them as it is to you. And I think about it with the holiday season upon us in full thrust now in that, you know, even if, you, if you're afraid to get a piece of equipment for the loved one in your life, 
that plays the game of golf, I can guarantee you that a rangefinder or a wingman, which I absolutely love because my wingman that I have, the family gave it to me. I told you the story before. Every time I'm on Golf Channel, I used to hold it up to the camera and go, this would be a great gift for dad, wink, wink. I finally got one. But there's two things to it that I love. One is the speaker itself is mad quality. And, and I never, I probably in a golf course, I'm not one that blasts the music because I don't think, I love music in the golf course, but I don't think that your music should, should interfere with, with other groups, you know, especially other holes and things like that. But, but the sound is really good. So I'm usually at about a volume of two or three at the most at a scale, say to 10. But the thing that's so cool about it is it's got this little button that when you have a program that it goes to an app of the phone and you push the button, it will say to you, front of green, 123, center, 138, back is 149, whatever. And you've got, you, so you've got this robot giving you the, the yardages while, while you're playing. It's, it's amazing and it's fun. And it's just one more example of the type of thing that you can get uh, as a gift at the PGA Tour Superstore. That's why I plan on doing all my gift shopping in 2021. A PGA Tour is a great place to get started. We are just getting started. As I mentioned to you, you're going to hear from many, including those that define the day on the PGA Tour and those that define the day in the PGA Tour champions, including the likes of the thrill that is Phil after this. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours, and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com it screams, it tracks, it's soft, it reacts. It is the Bridgestone Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try Bridgestone's Tour Bs, the Tour Ball reinvented. Even though we're in Texas, we don't believe that bigger is always better. At Ben Hogan Golf, we believe in something called micromanufacturing, a concept Mr. Hogan taught us long ago. It's a belief that handcrafting golf clubs one at a time to your exacting specifications is the reason we make some of the best quality and best performing equipment in the world. And we don't believe in big prices. That's why we only sell directly to you at BenHoganGolf.com. Let me ask you a question. Are you in pain on the golf course? 
You know, pain management is a crisis in America. It affects over 100 million people and 35% of golfers, but now we can do something about it. BioFit 360 is a new company here to help us manage and alleviate that pain naturally. They've developed a formula that safely extracts CBD from the hemp plant and utilizes all of its healing properties to help us. They have a relief cream, they have gummies, they have sleep aids, and much more. It will change the way you feel on the golf course and in life. All you need to do is head to BioFit360.com. Feel better, do better, be better. Streamsong is so special with three top 100 U.S. courses designed by four legendary architects. Tom Doak's Blue Course, Bill Core and Ben Crenshaw's Red Course, and Gil Hansen's Black Course. Secluded by thousands of acres, the greatest golf stories are lived, not told. Streamsongresort.com Created without the constraints of time or money, PXG golf clubs are the most technologically advanced available today. And they are a perfect union of art, science, and engineering. And the PXG experience is unlike any you've had before. After you've been custom fit, your clubs will be built to exacting standards and your exact specs in the USA. So when you hear it, you know. PXG, nobody builds golf clubs the way we do, period. Log on to pxg.com. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Monday from wherever you are joining us around the United States, around North America, around the globe. Welcome one and all. Delighted to have your company. We are so privileged and honored to be associated with the companies that have been with us for so long. And at this time of year, the time of year when hopefully we do all collectively embrace gratitude, a time of thanksgiving. We have many to thank, and it includes a PXG, PXG's new Gen 4 golf clubs. I'm, I'm so proud that that people see the PXG brand, whether it's on golf bag or, or clubs, and, and the fact that you're seeing it more and more in and around the world of golf. Uh, you saw a lot of it with Lydia Ko in particular uh, yesterday, I'm sure, if you were watching that playoff. Their new Gen 4 product is the most advanced product that they've ever made. So you've got these clubs in, in me putting it in just layman's terms that play as a perimeter weighted maximum forgiveness golf club, but look like a blade. They look like a player's club. You can see, I have them over here in the, in the studio next to me at all, at all times, keeping them close. Uh, you can call 844-PLAY-PXG and get a human being on the phone and talk to them about what you're interested in. 844-PLAY-PXG or log on to pxg.com for more information today. All right, so uh, Jason Kokrak had an unbelievable final round, shooting a 65, once again asserting himself that when he gets the opportunity at the highest stages, he is able to close. You know, Tuesday, uh, I played a practice round, and I hit it really bad. Uh, so uh, Tuesday afternoon, I, I just I decided to get on the uh, driving range with uh, my earbud in, Coach Drew Steckel uh, in my ear, D-Rob sent him a few videos, and just I knew it wasn't too far off, but I knew it was just something small that I needed to, to feel or tweak. So, um, you know, contemplated actually withdrawing because I was hitting it so bad, but uh, Felt some nice things on the range and, uh, you know, got it going in the, um, in the pro-am and, you know, got off to a nice start. Made, made a couple of stupid mistakes, but uh, really kind of ups and downs all week. Uh, played nicely on, on Thursday, 
Friday I played great for 11 holes and then uh, Saturday morning I don't know what happened or if I uh, slept too much or you know whatever something happened and I just did not play my best golf I had to really really poor uh, nine holes and uh, you know but uh, stuck through it made some uh, nice putts coming down the stretch and then uh, you know started hitting more greens which uh, made this golf course a lot easier. I, I said it my last uh, I, I mean I'm a slow learner uh, but once I learn, I get pretty good at, at it. So, uh, no, it's, um, you know, I think it's just a culmination of uh, D-Rob and I getting uh, comfortable with each other. Uh, a lot of great things uh, my coach Drew Stuckel and I have been working on and, you know, just trying to be a little bit more consistent and, um, you know, driving it a little bit better. I, you know, I, after uh, Colonial, I drove it pretty good, but I ended up cracking the driver. Um, uh, I can't remember how long after, but... Um, you know, I, I struggled to find uh, the one that I was really comfortable with. And this week, uh, you know, I drove it much better and uh, hit the irons really good and uh, putted well. I didn't pitch it very well at, at all, but, um, you know, I tried to limit that. So, you know, that's why I kind of laid it up on a few of those holes kind of down to, in the back nine. I knew I was uh, hitting the ball solid, and I just wanted to give myself uh, looks uh, around this, this golf course is, is key. So you saw the leaderboard that Andrew put up there showing that he finished on the mark of 10 under par. You authored that number by 68, 71, 66, and 65 over the weekend to secure his victory. Most impressive indeed from Jason Kokrak. And, and I, I know it's too soon, and I know I, I'm, it's just too soon. But I'm watching Jason Kokrak, and I'm thinking about the Ryder Cup, right? And I'm thinking as, as stout as the American team was this past one, he is an indication to me of, of just the flow of talent that's coming through golf right now. Right? He, I could see him easily fitting on that team. Now, one who had it going, Kevin Tway, he ended up finishing a tie for second on the mark of eight under par, sharing the mark with Scotty Scheffler, as you guys can see. He opens with a 67, backs it with a 64, then a 73, Finishing with a 68, but two shots back. But for Kevin Tway, pretty darn good week. Yeah, I uh, played solid today, a lot more solid than yesterday. Um, felt a little better. I was a little nervous yesterday, but um, tried to stick to my process, and I definitely did a better job of that today than I did yesterday. Yeah, it's difficult. Um, if you're not in the fairway, you're probably not going to hit the green, and then chipping and then putting around is really difficult as well. So try to put the ball in the fairway is the key. And um, if you can do that, you can make a few birdies, but it's just kind of playing defensive and pars are a good score. You heard me mention Scotty Scheffler. Now, Scotty Scheffler worked himself into position uh, at this tournament, but he just wasn't able to do what he needed to do to close. He ended up finishing two shots back. You can see tied for second alongside of Kevin. Uh, so for Scotty Scheffler, the assessment starts with taking away what was good. Um, so what I'll take from this, I felt like I played a lot of good golf this week um, without really my best stuff. I really felt um, uncomfortable with my ball striking going into the week, but I gave myself a chance to win here in the end. I put myself in position on Sunday. Um, I'd say today I just probably didn't make enough putts. Outside of that, I, I definitely played good enough to win. Yeah, I took some peaks. I saw Jason kind of made a little move there on the back nine, and I just did my best to stay in it. I wasn't uh, swinging my best today on the back nine. Um, Outside of that, I gave myself opportunities. I just wasn't able to hold enough putts. And, you know, an odd break here or there maybe goes my way. And, you know, it's a little different story. I think a good amount. I feel like the stuff I'm working on is really, uh, I'm really improving. I feel like my bunker game is getting a lot better. I feel like my, my putting is improving a lot. And um, the things that I'm working on, I'm starting to see some success with, which is exciting for me. 
Seven under par alone in fourth place was Kramer Hickok, and he too uh, did an analysis with the media afterwards about how pleased he was with the way he played, with the way he hung in there, with the way he fought back. Yeah, really pleased with the way I fought back today. I was two over par early, just hitting it absolutely awful. Um, had no control over my irons, over the driver. Didn't know where I was going to hit on the face and was able to kind of scrape the round together. Putter really saved me today. Short game was great all week. Um, it was actually started to hit it better towards the end of the round and make some solid contacts, but uh, just started too far back. Uh, just need to hit a little bit better and give myself more of a chance. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, down in the dumps last few weeks, uh, putting bad, and just prayed a lot and uh, talked to God. And, uh, and uh, you know, it was a blessing in disguise. I actually missed a cut last week in my Coba because it uh, gave me some extra time to work with my coach, Cameron McCormick, on my putting and uh, just really grinded out the first few days with him and, and ended up paying huge dividends this week. Uh, huge dividends indeed for Kramer Hickok and ends up finishing at seven under par, three shots back. He alone in fourth place. One shot adrift from there. Martin Trainer at six under par. And for Martin Trainer, it was a story about I know that he led uh, for a long time in this tournament, but it was a story about him fighting his way back through two rounds with rounds of 65 and 65 faded over the weekend with a 74 and then a 70, but still the finish in a tie for fifth was absolutely massive for him. He finished on that mark tied for fifth and six under alongside of our friend, Joel Damon, who nowadays it's almost gotten to the point where uh, Joel played, he played well again. He was amongst those at the top of the leaderboard. That's kind of Joel Damon right now. The course played so difficult this weekend. Um, I just tried to stay in it. I bogeyed one today, which is so frustrating. Uh, it's a hard hole, but uh, I knew there was some birdies on the back if you can hit some quality golf shots, um, and I did that. Uh, made a couple good par saves as well, and uh, when the course is playing this hard, you know, all you have to do is if, if you just make a couple birdies, you're, you're going to head up the leaderboard. Well, it's long number one, um, and they could make it way longer if they needed to. Um, and around the greens is very difficult. So it's, it's tough to hit a green with a long iron. There's a lot of slopes, and they're firm. And then when they roll off, they're very difficult to get up and down. So you're going to see a lot of guys putting this week uh, versus chipping. Um, it's just, uh, it, it, yeah, it's with, it's with the, the, the way the greens are, you have to be so precise in the greens, and it's tough to be precise from 200 yards. Ben Hogan Golf uh, is a great place to take a look at the new equipment that they have coming out, BenHoganGolf.com, the website that is. It is a direct relationship between you and Ben Hogan Golf. Ben Hogan Golf is your tour truck. If you want to test out the products, they have no problem with that. Take them, test them, play them, wherever you are, whether it's an indoor uh, facility, whether whether you can still play whatever part of the country you're in, that it's nice enough, or the world, that it's nice enough that you can play outside, do it. Uh, if you want to trade in the clubs that you have, no problem at all. You want to finance the clubs you want to buy, no problem at all. You want to save 40, 50% markup because there's no middleman, it's a direct relationship, no problem at all. You can check it all out and have the pride of slipping clubs into your golf bag that have the name Ben Hogan Golf associated with it. PGA Tour Radio, week in and week out, brings us coverage of the PGA Tour, and they do it on a global basis. PGATour.com or the PGA Tour app both feature PGA Tour Radio's coverage, and it's free and available around the world. Or if you subscribe to the National Satellite Service, Sirius XM, in North America. Earl Forsey, once again, anchoring as he does alongside of Dennis Paulson, and they provided us with this eyewitness account recapping all the golf that took place. Gents? Well, Matt, thanks. It was a survival weekend at Memorial Park Golf Course in Houston, Texas. It was a tough one for the Hewlett-Packard Enterprise. Houston Open, Dennis Paulson was alongside our analyst this week. 
just a lot of volatility, Dennis, on a tough golf course. wasn't weather-related. It was just difficult for a lot of players to post a score. Finally, on Sunday, someone did. Jason Kokrak gets on a birdie run. No one else did. And Kokrak is a winner for the third time in his career. On Friday night, Jason Kokrak came off the golf course, six under par for the day, eight under par in total, two back. He finishes at 10 under par and wins by two. And that is probably the most inaccurate, truthful statement that you can make about what went down for Jason Kokrak. He led the field in birdies this week, had a double and a triple when he woke up in the morning on his closing holes, played those holes, I think, six or seven over par. It was crazy what he ended up doing on that final nine, but then finished on Saturday with a 31 on the front nine, his second nine of the day, holding out a putt from outside 25 feet off the green at number nine for a par to do that and then finishes with a 31. That's a little more accurate into what went down. That 62 that he had split up in between the rounds of golf is really what won the golf tournament for him. It gave him the opportunity with a 31 on Saturday to give him that chance, and then he was the only guy that really put the medal to the me- put the pedal to the metal on back nine. Well, Dennis, it wasn't weather-related. I just talked about that. We mentioned it all weekend. It was a beautiful Saturday and Sunday uh, in Houston, Texas. Why did Memorial Park Golf Course play so hard? Well, I think it was a couple of things. One was that we got that big downfall of rain. We got almost an inch of rain on Thursday morning, and that softened the course. And it was the players that had to adapt to a drying golf course. But you're absolutely right. For Houston, this was a very benign weekend. But this is a tough golf course. And the one thing with the time of the year that we're playing, the the grass has kind of turned a little dormant, and there was a little bit of an area, and the greens, the surrounds were a little stressed out. It was so important to hit the fairways, to hit the greens, because it was so tough to get it up and down. Once they took ball in hand away from the players on Friday and on the weekend you had to play the ball down, the players had their hands full just trying to make pars if they missed the greens. Well, Matt, it's that time of year. One more week, and then it's on to the holiday break. Next week, the fall portion of the schedule will wrap up. We'll be there with coverage from Georgia and the RSM Classic. Cannot wait, gents. Thank you so much. And and as I enjoy reminding you of, we enjoy the coverage that PGA Tour Radio produces week in and week out so very, very much. So thank you to everybody for the hard work that they do because it is not easy to do what they do and to do it as brilliantly as they do. Do. We still have Phil Mickelson coming up on the Fairways of Life show today. We still have Bernhard Langer at 64 years old, winning yet another Charles Schwab Cup uh, coming up in just a little while on the program. Both of those. There were a bunch of stories uh, that we didn't get to in the time that we were gone. One of them is that the European Tour is no longer going to be called the European Tour. Starting on the 22nd of November, that is the start of the European Tour's new wraparound season. They are going to be known as the DP World Tour. Uh, we covered it a lot when I was uh, hosting last this past week up at uh, the week that was up at uh, Golf Channel. It's NBC Sports headquarters, but Golf Channel is now within that building in, in Connecticut. It's massive and it's beautiful and it's amazing. I was actually watching a Football Night in America, and that's the same st- set that we use. Uh, we use a different part of it, but like if you watch golf today. If you watch Shane and you watch Damon at Golf Today, that's the same set that they use in the football show, only the people are standing up behind it during the football show, and they 
all the backgrounds, of course, are digital, so they can change the background any way they want to. The big desk where Mike Tarico and those guys sit is over to the right of where I sit when I'm hosting Central. Our particular desk, they generally don't use, but it's all in the same big room. It's, it's amazing to see. Uh, but the, so we talked about the, the fact that the name is going to change. And the idea of the name going from the European tour to something else makes sense to me. There's 47 events coming up on the schedule that will be the European tours wraparound from 21 to 22, 47. 27 of those events are in 27 different countries. Think about that for a second. Half of the events they play are outside of continental Europe. So the fact that they're called the world tour is the name they should have. The fact that they have an association with a sponsor that happens to be called DP World makes sense to me. I'm not generally crazy about the names of leagues being commercialized, like whoever, uh, think of one, uh, you know, Apple, Major League Baseball, or what have you. But in this case, it makes perfect sense because of the massive investment that DP World is making in the European tour, which is going to raise all of the purses and impacts the Challenge Tour as well as the Big Tour, which I think is fantastic, and I think that was really important to the overall package, the fact that they're strengthening, once again, the Rolex series, the fact that the growing relationship with the PGA Tour is illustrated in these three co-sanctioned events will be coming up in the season that will be. I really do hope, I have my fingers crossed, that that the Irish Open will end up becoming a co-sanctioned event as well, and you have this great kind of links run-up to the Open. So for all these different reasons, I think it was a very solid move that that is exactly what's uh, will be taking place in just a few short weeks. So you will not hear us talking about the European tour anymore, maybe ever again. That's how close we are to some of that news that will be coming down the road. There was a lot of other news, uh, LIV investments, golf investments. That's the, the Greg Norman startup that it seemingly uh, is causing the world of golf to react to left and right. A uh, slugger white who recently retired from the PGA tour, you know, with all the rules officiating, did sign on there. Uh, Ron Cross, who is a former executive with the PGA Tour, has been signed on there as well. So they're making some, a pretty, some pretty aggressive moves, and it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays itself out in the weeks and months and perhaps years that lie in store. And again, you can already see the PGA Tour with the news that I'm sure that you heard that Golf Week and the Associated Press broke that said, well, the Tour is considering doing these fall series events. Yeah, I should rephrase that a series of events in the fall that are for the top players guaranteed money uh basic some maybe team concepts not sure that's being talked about as well uh, but that's in the mix so there is reactions coming from the pga tour obviously the european tour etc uh, as as we move on down the road we'll see how all that plays itself out and what happens uh, justin thomas spoke on a podcast to no laying up and he was you know, talking about a lot of different things. He tends to do that on an annualized basis with uh, no laying up. And one of the things that he spoke about that's getting a lot of attention was Tiger Woods, because the question was posed, a ba a paraphrasing, do you think that Tiger is going to compete again? And he said he thinks that Tiger is definitely going to try. He talked about seeing Tiger with regularity when he is in town. So we'll see again uh, what happens with Tiger, how much he's capable of doing that, how, how much he's able to compete. For fans of Tiger Woods, yeah. A lot of fingers are being crossed and a lot of hope being expressed therein. Victor Hovland, of course, won the Mayakoba when uh, we were absent for the week that I was working up at NBC. And speaking to that, just to, to reiterate again, after we get through the RSM, we're going to go on our holiday break. We are going to broadcast live from Boeing in that stretch, so keep an eye on it. 
And I'm assuming, I think I was watching the Weather Channel this weekend to see whether they got any of that snow that was impacting the, the upper Midwest. And it looked like they got somewhere around three to five inches. We'll see what happens with that. One of the things that's so great about the relationships that we have with our partners is that they become like members of the family. What I'm about to show you is an illustration of that. Andy Bossman is the chief marketing officer for RSM. And last year during COVID, we started what we called the Andy Cam. And we said to Andy, uh, you know what, if you're up for it, we'd like to do it again this year. Even though we're going to be on site, why not take advantage of this unique perspective? Hey, so good morning, Matt, and good morning to all the Fairways of Life audience. This is Andy Bosman, Chief Marketing Officer at RSM, and welcome to this year's edition of Andy Cam and the 12th Annual RSM Classic. It is very quiet tonight. It will not be tomorrow. We are so excited to have everyone back this year, including Maddie, having you back out here live with your show a couple of days this week. You know, it's going to be a great tournament out here. We've got a phenomenal field. I encourage you all to watch it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on the Golf Channel. Uh, we've got the Pro-Am Monday and Wednesday, and maybe we'll do Andy Cam on uh, one of those days from the Pro-Am coming to you live. And then, obviously, the tournament is all about charity and giving back. Um, $22 million in 11 years we've been able to give back to charities across the United States and Canada. Uh, we'll be announcing this year's donation on Thursday. And then we'll be crowning this year's Birdies for Love winner for the most birdies are better through the tour, through the 10 tournaments in the fall um, at the conclusion of Lace Sunday. So it's going to be a great week. Looking forward to coming to you each day with a little update from the RSM Classic. Andy Cam, thank you very much, my friend. We'll be seeing you just a few hours later on today. Coverage on the Golf Channel Thursday and Friday from noontime, Saturday and Sunday from 1 p.m. for the RSM Classic. Let's talk about what's going on with the Birdies for Love. You just heard Andy saying it will conclude at the end of this week. It has run all the way through the fall as we've been keeping you updated with that leaderboard. And there you can see it, the Cameron Tringali continues to lead he had a slew more of birdies. He's up to 120 with a sizable lead over Tom Hoagie. But at the RSM Classic, scoring tends to go pretty low. So we'll see if anybody takes a run at Cameron Tringali or if he walks away with that money for charity. So many people have benefited from the efforts at the RSM Classic. I cannot wait until we find out what they were able to raise this year. You heard Andy saying that the total sum for the 12 years has been $22 million, and that goes back to local communities. It is that big and that important an impact. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the impact of one 64-year-old man that has done the unbelievable again, and Phil Mickelson, who himself has once again joined the company of the elite He's alongside of Jack Nicholas with what he just accomplished. More of the Fairways of Life show coming up after these words. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in Northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to boyngolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. 
Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there is something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. Want to get ball fit like the pros? Now it's easy. Just grab your phone and a friend and have them record a video of you hitting a drive. Hello, Senior Tour. I absolutely smoked that. <laughs> anyway, submit your video to BridgestoneGolf.com. You'll receive an email showing your stats and the best tour be for your game. So get fit and get better. Sweet. You got me on a good day. Ireland is home to over 400 courses, including a third of the world's natural links and a selection of exceptional championship courses in amazing locations, as well as hosting the prestigious Ryder Cup, Solime Cup, and the Open. Experience golf like you never have before from Royal Port Rush, Royal County Down, Port Marnock, Le Hinch, Valley Bunyan, or Tralee. Let yourself be embraced by the culture and history and feel the warmth of the Irish people who will make you feel as though you have not left home, but returned to it. For more information, log on to Ireland.com. Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear, and where you get your golf gear matters. PJ Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PJ Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Pleasure to have your company on this Monday as we're reviewing everything that took place in and around the world of golf. And that includes everything that took place on the PGA Tour champions as well. Reminding everybody that we are, hopefully we're going to get to it today. If not, we're going to get to it in, in the near future that these new features that we're doing for Tour Edge, we did the C522 line that are they're posted they're out there right now so you can see if that equipment is perfect for you and your game but we're going to do features as well on the e522 and those are the ones that we're going to record coming up very soon uh, touredge.com is a great place to get started where you can see pound for pound that they are the best value and performance in the game and they're covered by a lifetime warranty well it's been a lifetime seemingly of great golf for bernhard langer at 64 years old he wins the charles schwab cup 64 years old now if that isn't impressive enough, the thing that is so amazing is that you could say, well, it's a season-long competition, and you're right, but this was a super season because of COVID. Here's Bernhard Langer talking about his assessment of not only this week, but what he once again did. 
Yeah, it was an emotional roller coaster and uh, what a week, you know, starting off with some back issues for me where I almost withdrew and then it got a little bit better and and then Jim uh, Furyk leading the tournament pretty much all week long, uh, coming down to the very last shot literally of the tournament where he had a chance to eagle the last to win the Schwab Cup and uh, you know unfortunately didn't hit his best three wood in there but what a great champion and gentleman Jim Furyk is and He'll have many more chances to lift this trophy. Uh, I'm just overwhelmed, you know, at 64 to win this thing uh, six times. It'll probably be my last one. Uh, I'm almost sure of that, but uh, it's very, very special. I, mean, I was fortunate to bring a, a lead into this tournament of uh, what, 336,000 points. Uh, so I was in the driver's seat, but uh, Jim has been playing so good. Every week he, he tees it up and I, Got some help here from Phil Mickelson and a couple other guys to put pressure on, on Jim Furyk. Uh, but he still had a chance coming down the last hole. If he had eagled the last, he, he would be here lifting this trophy right now. So extremely grateful to uh, you know, have won it a sixth time at, at age 64. And this, it takes a whole team, you know, my caddy, uh, Terry Holt, my wife, Vicky, and my kids and grandkids. and. Uh, coaches and all sorts of support systems so I'm, I'm a very blessed man and uh, really appreciate it. Flying to Germany tomorrow to get my knee worked on and uh, I will not be uh, hitting any balls for about six to eight weeks just to get rehab done on my knee and hopefully I'll be healthy starting next January again in, in Hawaii and uh, that's the goal for now. I've been you know, dealing with this knee now for four or five years and it's time to do something about it. I, I still have some game. Uh, I, I obviously realize it's getting harder with uh, the strong rookie uh, sweet rookies we had coming out the last two years, uh, which was a very strong group of, you know, Jim Furyk and Mickelson and Ernie Els, Retief. I mean, you call it KJ Choi, Mike Weir, Cheka, all sorts of major winners, Hall of Famers. They make it very hard. They're going to win a whole bunch of tournaments, and uh, it, it makes it that much harder for someone like me to win because I'm hitting it shorter than most of these, and that puts me behind the eight ball to start off with. But there's still a bunch of courses where I can compete at a at a very high level and maybe win one or two down the road. That's unbelievable. It truly is unbelievable, and it's great to hear Bernard Langer giving us a little bit of insight into how and why he's continuing to play so well, well into his 60s and what may lie in store down the road. Wishing him the best, too, with, uh, with whatever procedure he wants to have done to that knee that he said has been bothering him for some years. Now, for Phil Mickelson, he started out speaking to the media just about how incredible Bernhard Langer is. He won the individual event, and in so doing, he won his fourth win on the PGA Tour champions in six starts. The last guy to do that, Jack Nicklaus. It's really cool for me to come back to Phoenix, which is a place that means so much to my, to my wife and I, and to play well and play well in front of so many friends and people that we've uh, spent so many years with. So it's been fun for us to come back and this golf course is in just impeccable shape. It, it really is pristine and they did such a great job to host this championship. That it's really fun for me to play here. I was really looking forward to getting here and. I'm glad I played well today. It's really amazing how Bernhard has played so well for so long, and but he works at it. He works so hard at it and is in the gym constantly, and he's constantly um, working out and recovering and practicing and hitting balls, and he's just his work ethic is second to none, and the results show. So he's kind of the gold standard for what professional golf is about 
you have talent, but you got to got to put it the time and the work in to, to have success. It's been fun for me to play out here and see so many guys that I grew up and spent decades with, lifelong friends, and then to play well and have some success is uh, very meaningful. And I'm hoping to. Uh, use the opportunity to play and compete here as a way to uh, keep my game sharp and have a few special moments on the regular tour like I had uh, this year in May. Um, if I could have a couple more of those, that's really what motivates me to work hard, to get in the gym in the offseason, to put in the time and the effort to, to have those special moments. And uh, I would love to have a couple more. And then these are, these are great too. So I'm not really sure my schedule yet. Uh, a lot of things are up in the air, but uh, I know that I'll, I'll put in some time this offseason. I'm looking forward to to having a great, great year next year as well, and hopefully having some, some more special moments and play a little more consistently at the highest level. We're all such golf geeks. I mean, hearing Phil talk and knowing that he's going to be playing and competing on the PGA Tour champions, the roster of players, some of whom Bernhard Langer quickly was going through, and those that would be going to the, the PGA Tour champions in the year that lies in store. I mean, and then when you think about what's going on in the LPGA, you think about what's going on on the PGA Tour. You think about what's going on and what will, in just days from now, be called the DP World Tour, the old European Tour. Golf is in such an incredible spot. Uh, I know that there's a lot of uh, machinations that may take place in terms of what's going on with these different tournaments and playing opportunities. But for us, from a fan's perspective, it is going to be, I think, unbelievable with the golf when it charges back in in earnest again it's not done yet we still got the week before us and very much looking forward to getting to the rsm classic but as we get to the quiet time of year the festive period for the holidays and, and have a chance to reflect on our own thanks and gratefulness very much a part of that for me anyway is going to be looking forward to the golf that lies in store i hope the day that lies in store for you is a good one remember jason caddy for nelly's advice to her yesterday after the triple bogey saying quote take this one minute and think positive thoughts, no negativity, close quote. Have a great one, folks. Bye for now.